What's going on, boys and girls? We have a terrific episode of Two White Lights for you today. We discuss the potential of there being a ban on extreme sumo within the IPF. This is a very knee-jerk take, uh, very unofficial, but we've seen crazy things happen in the IPF before as far as uh, extreme techniques being banned, very recent history, and also it has been brought up before that there's been rumblings in the past, and now it seems to be a conversation. So we give our takes on that. We talk about the USAPL and um, them having a meet at the Olympia. Some of the developments that we've seen as far as announcements go, we give our takes and just uh, issues and concerns with it. Uh, we also talk about ski masks, something that I was always thinking I would never have to talk about in powerlifting, like ski mask, powerlifting, how do those two relate? Well, we give our takes on that. And uh, Steve gives some uh, takes on... Uh, uh, I, I guess clout lifters, deadlift, um, deadlift specialists meets Tyson Riddenauer. He's a little bit, uh, he gives some hot takes on that. So great episode of two white lights. Also, we end off with the commercial gym story. So great episode of two white lights. Make sure you subscribe on Apple podcast, subscribe on Spotify, leave a five star rating on both. Of course, also go to two white lights.com. Check out the merchandise. We just dropped the two white lights university tees. Make sure you are buying those. Use those promo codes that all of our athletes had. And without further ado, here it is. Two white lights. Oh, baby, I like it, boy. Yeah, baby, I like it, boy. So I could take her away Off on the natural charge Bone voyage Yeah, from the home of the Dodger Brooklyn squad Who tank killer hubbies on the swamp Rain on your college ass disco dorm For you to even touch my skill You gotta go to one killer bee And as promised, we are here with another episode of Two White Lights. It's been a little bit of a break, but uh, we're busy. Yeah, and I was doing my it, and I was doing my patriotic duties. Yeah, we've all been we've all been hard at work with our patriotic duties. Uh, Rock flag eagle, still high. Um, but kick a little uh, ass. Yeah, af- after we've been yeah exactly after we we finished up with that. Um, it's, it's a later episode. We're recording at seven o'clock at night because of like 12 hours straight of patriotic duties. But, um, I think we're good to go. I think we've done our due part. Um, I commented twice on an IPF post today with Eagles on one and American flags on another. So yeah, that was hard work. That was really hard work for me. Steve, uh, thank you for your service. Um, I could not do that because my phone is broken, but I had my students at the beginning of class after the pledge of allegiance, um, also take a moment of silence for all of our American lifters. So that's oh, good. good. Oh, good. Probably should yeah. have them write each individual lifter a letter. That probably yeah. would be a nice touch as well. <laughs> I feel like they deserve it for the sacrifices they're making for their country. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Fun fact yeah. about Angelo. Uh, Angelo didn't get the joke at first, but everyone listening, I think will, because it's his forte. Angelo's phone can only type in one word or one sentence or one sentence before it shuts off. And I immediately told him his phone has learned how he talks to people. 
and has now decided if it sees more than one word or one sentence, it's going to shut off knowing it's an imposter on his phone. Yeah, it's um, it has learned my personality. It's going to start to um, only give me negative news and give and also Siri has just been sarcastic and uh, at, at times very condescending to me as well. So my, my phone is actually picking up on my uh, my actual personality. So that's good. It's good to know that robots are taking over and, and starting to figure me out. But um, yeah, you know, when we uh, take a break of Two White Lights, uh, news kind of accumulates and we get to discuss it. So uh, <laughs> what if you guys seen an influx of conventional deadlift PRs on Instagram, it is because there has been some discussion of a change regarding the sumo deadlift, which I'm just going to ask you is, does it hold even any water? I mean, if someone's a loyal to white lights listener, this shouldn't be any news. Uh, I yeah, first you heard said about it. this last, I don't remember when we talked about it. I first heard about it last October. I don't know when we finally talked about it on the podcast, but since then I've heard, I've heard the same thing multiple times over and over. Unprovoked, Gaston is liking to bring this up. Like, people not asking. Like, in conversations, I have heard multiple times people say, Gaston, unprovoked, or unwarrantedly, I don't know the right word for it, he brings it unprovoked, up that, yeah. okay, unprovoked, he brings up that the next thing is he wants to change sumo deadlift. Uh, and so, I mean, we knew this was coming. It Now, some people are like, oh, it's going to get banned. No, it's not getting banned. Uh... I might be incorrect on this. I I don't think I am. I believe he's told those people that have then talked to me, stance width is what he wants. Now, what he wants doesn't mean it's going to go, but honestly, what he wanted last year wasn't that far off from the idiocy that they went with, which was ben, bench depth. He wanted flat back, and we thought, okay, they're not going to be that dumb. They're just going to do grip width or some simple change. No, they went bench depth, which which wasn't too far off from like Gaston. But, I mean, I think sumo is probably a bit simpler. I can't imagine anything but stance width. I it, I have stated in the past, it makes sense to me, and I'm all for it. Well, yeah, if you're a benefit, but let, let's I, also, I should I, note. I would benefit, too, off extreme bench arch, but if it is on the same playing field of extreme bench arches, so if you are going to do that, you are staying consistent within your rules, and I'm all for getting rid of extreme sumo stances but if you have the bench arch put in place. Or the bench I don't disagree. I don't disagree there. I hate both of them. But what about actually enforcing rules that exist? I still want to see that one. For squat. Like yes. why aren't we enforcing those rules? Enforce yes. them. And then let's start checking that okay. Either way, uh, well, I, didn't, I have I didn't, seen it a little bit more. I will say that I have seen a little bit more since it has been discussed between other yeah. people and on two white lights. So I have seen that. Uh, hopefully it is enforced and I would love to see, I would love to see all, actually not all because USPA specifically states it has to be above the rear delt, I believe. Yeah. USAPL who still uses the IPF verbiage. It just says across the shoulders, which that's, that's vague. That's very broad. That's very vague. vague. 
now there's some people that legitimately is like on the top of their triceps and it's like, no, it's below your shoulders. That's not allowed. And they're getting away with it. The, the bigger one is because it doesn't allow them to stand erect. And that's what's getting called a little bit more is if you can't stand erect. I, I need to backtrack a little bit. The reason this is getting brought up again, um, because I had a lot of people not even messaging me, not knowing where in the world that screenshot I shared came from, uh, as well as Sean Jen and some other people shared it. Um, it came from the document for the general assembly meeting with like the notes of what's going to be talked about or what is like to cover things for worlds in June. So every worlds, they have a general assembly, just like the USAPL has a uh, NGB meeting. Uh, the IPF has one. So that was their thing for the general, for the general assembly. Um, and it stated that they're going to review the technical rules for sumo deadlift. And, and some people uh, wanted to like halt it and be like, all it's saying is they're reviewing it. No one's going to change anything on sumo deadlift. You guys are overreacting. Gaston is legitimately, I probably have at least a half dozen people who have had direct face-to-face conversations with Gaston saying he wants to change the sumo deadlift. So if you think it's well, not a possibility, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but if you're posting saying it won't happen. With your arms crossed. You are, you are, uh, you do not have information that says it will not happen. Yeah, well, uh, because I, mean, I have I have also been told it's not just Gaston. There are other members in the leadership positions that want the same. Okay, well, this was bought up the extreme bench arch thing, the completely flat back bench. I believe in 2019, and we're kind of like, yeah, it's a part of a lot of different things that the IPF is proposing, and it doesn't seem like this one is going to pass because then people called it stupid and. Now people call it stupid, but some people are satisfied with it, even though I still think it's very stupid. Um, so never say never in this sport and also with rule changes, because I never thought we would see an, an enforcement of bench depth, but here we are. And we could possibly see uh, an enforcement of sumo width. And that makes, to me, it's easier to enforce. and makes more sense at the bench. And I would not be for it if, the bench arch did not exist or bench step did not exist, but now I am for it. If you are going to make that rule, make that rule and look at the low bar squats next and wide stand squats next. Just keep going on the line. I don't know. Of anything my, less my than range of motion. I, it's got to be something with, if, if it's stance width, it's got to be something with like shins inside the neural markers or something. It's kind of the same thing as like max grip. Like you, it would be hard to almost judge to an extent because only the front judge could see it. It's the same thing with the bench press. Like, um, I mean, I've had multiple lifters get called for neural showing, um, but usually they they get they they never. I've never had a a lifter miss a lift because of the neural showing on bench press. It's just they usually get a red light from the front judge because they're the only one that can see it. I don't know. I mean, yes, I get what you're saying. If you're gonna be be consistent, but at the same time. It, it Right now, it is legitimately a battle between SBD and Gaston of trying to keep the IPF alive versus Gaston trying to ruin it. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah, that's... At least, at least in the American side of things. I understand worldwide, a lot of other places don't even have options. But in the U.S., Sheffield kind of shifted things. I, I know a yeah. lot of people wanting to go over now. Well, you go ban sumo, or you're not ban sumo, you go change sumo rules. Oh, we're going to see it sway another way until he, until SBDs bring something back that, like, entices people again. Yeah. Just, uh, yeah, SBD is 
constantly going to have their uh, hands tied and then try to create meats in order to compensate in order uh, for the uh, the rule changes that does not really help the sport. I want to make a list of things that Gaston doesn't think that are reasons why powerlifting is not in the Olympics. Like, I want to make a list on things that he thinks is good at powerlifting because everything he says based on side conversations or overheard conversations he just goes to, well, this is why powerlifting isn't in the Olympics. Like, somebody cuts him off. I don't think po- we ever even... <laughs> cuts him off in, in, in the parking lot. This is why powerlifting is ever going to be in the Olympics. Somebody somebody just kind of shoves up, bumps into him while he's at the bank. This is why powerlifting is not going to be in the Olympics. Just every <laughs> little thing is going to be, this is why powerlifting is in the Olympics. Because he just likes to say that shit. It's like Do his, we ever <laughs> even talk talk about what he did at Sheffield on here? I I didn't because I I mean I don't witness it, but I got a DM. But I mean I don't think there's any. I mean, oh, it's it had true. To, I mean, yeah, I, I heard other I, people that were there. I don't that doubt saw it, it at all. I don't doubt it at so, all. I just am always uh, skeptical when it comes to DM things to so, me and sharing it. Yes. So, story. Angelo was DM'd a picture of an interaction of Gaston and uh, Gino, and they're very close to each other. And this DM said what was going on. And from then, I've heard other people confirm the story that Gaston and Gino were not having a very nice conversation after Sheffield. They were going at it in front of everyone. Not I should say everyone. They were going at it publicly to where people could see. And Gaston specifically told Gino, you are the reason we're not in the Olympics. It just keeps going. It just goes down the yes. list. Like, who can I blame for us not being in the Olympics? And then he's just, like, you know, that's got to be the reason why. Because the Olympics look at that I, it's like, you know what, I think this sport a- is terrific, but the guy dresses a pirate commentating. I think I, I we're going to hold off on the Olympics for another four years. Has nothing to do with it being a strength-based sport. They're trying to get rid of any possibility of more people taking steroids. That's probably your biggest obstacle. But that's probably Gino trash left in the warm-up room. Um, sumo deadlift, extreme bench arches. I don't know. Uh, uh, not wearing a shirt. Th- That's big. Yeah, that too. Yeah, that really wearing shirts on deadlift. And Olympics, they don't do that. I don't think. I think it should be a goal of two white lights to get blamed. I don't think we have. I think that would be our next step is to get blamed for why powerlifting is not in the Olympics. We're almost kind of there because I know for a fact some of the USAPL old heads don't want us commentating anymore because we're unprofessional. Uh, but we need to get down that level with the IPF2 where Gaston blames us for the power for powerlifting not being in the Olympics. That that would be really that would be confirmation we're doing things right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that would be, I think, a feather and two white lights cap for sure being blamed of a reason why we're not in the Olympics. But Gaston, It would be a shirt. We'd have to make a shirt. Yeah. We are the reason we're not. Something about we are not the reason that we're that's, not. I think that's a, that's a shirt right there, just saying this is the reason why power things not in the Olympics. And th- that's just a shirt. Because... What if what if powerlifting didn't get to the Olympics is because the Olympic Committee constantly saw Gaston's oversized sports coats and they're like, well, this guy doesn't look professional at all, and that's why powerlifting's not in the Olympics because Gaston can't tailor a, a sports coat. That's unprofessional. That's, that is, is that is one of uh, uh, that is one of these most unprofessional things I've ever seen. Sports coats being loose. I would rather have a sport coat being overly tight, like. 
uh, like Tommy Boy, but it being loose is just like he looks like he, he's like a girlfriend wearing her boyfriend's like oversized hoodies. Whatever he wears, an IPF. I don't understand why it's so large. I personally really liked when he was wearing that like crossing guard vest and taking pictures with uh, billboards of Leah. That was one. Yeah, of my it was favorites. so. I that was that's that's a great picture because it was so off centered. Yes, that was. I need to share the, that. The, I need. Well, actually, I did. I shared that publicly on my personal page. I haven't shared that picture publicly on my business page, but maybe I'll maybe I'll eventually unleash that one. Yeah, yeah, it's a great picture. So. I mean, it's just. Oh, that's a definite candidate for whenever I post my Q and A's. Just and I and I get like a very strange picture. That's a good one. Yeah, it just gets on by that. But I mean, I I am wondering what you can get in trouble for because I mean, when we had um um uh, I'm blanking on his name, Daniel. I'll edit probably the yeah. part out. Cause, yeah, Daniel, cause, uh, David. Oh no, was it David? From David, Trinitary Daniel. Daniel. Well, well maybe we're wrong because of freaking. No, no, Robert no, you're Keller missing the Yeah, you're it. missing. Well, damn it, Steve. You kind of stepped over my joke, though. That was the point. It was David. Just Gosh. calling him David Daniel. Darn it. Yeah. 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 Okay. We're going to have to somehow mesh in the, uh, the, you understanding the joke. But, uh, <laughs> but, yeah, like, he, like, uh, apparently, like, his lifters are getting, or at least if I'm remembering that correctly, getting possible bans for just really mild memes of Gaston. And I know uh, other USA or not USAPL lifters, IPF lifters getting just some issue with just memes with Gaston photoshopped of, I think I would qualify them as PG memes. So, I mean, me saying is sports coat is oversized, which is factual. It is oversized. Could possibly get me in trouble if I was a Powerlifting America member. Yeah. And honestly, the one that, the person that got banned, they shared a, they shared a meme of a Chad version of Gaston. Mm-hmm. Honestly, that was a flattering one. I actually, yeah. Cause I'm like, this actually fits. I love, I love memes that actually are Photoshopped very nicely. And that one was done, I think tastefully, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's verbal meme right there. Just a checklist of reasons why Powerlifting is the Olympics. And it's just, at this point, Gaston's coping mechanism is just saying something that he's slightly annoyed with is the reason why powerlifting is out the, in the Olympics. But also, don't yep. bite the hand that feeds you because I know a great person that you can put on the IPF rulebook on acceptable sumo with. And that person is me. I would be a great person to use. You will be the picture. So you will. I would. Be the I will literally be the poster boy of Either acceptable sumo. You, you and Ed Cone. That would be the the greatest combination of pictures ever in an IPF rule <laughs> You and Ed Cone being the staples of what sumo deadlift should look like. Yeah, yeah. That would that would be a that would be a very IPF thing to do. Is just like take two non IPF lifters. One, I mean, very well-known, anti-IPF, and then the other, um, maybe not as well-known, anti-IPF. But we'll see if anything comes of it. I, at this point, will not be shocked, because I think bench depth... um, I I, I think it was stated that... Maybe you're about to go there. I was going to say, we should also note bench depth was called extremely well done. 
I, yeah, that's what I was about to say. It is not well done. The referees think it's stupid as shit. And I don't know what, I guess, I guess it's well, relative as well, uh, well done as relative, right? Maybe in the sense of a here, here, Here's a, here's a really it was good well way done. to ex- explain how well done it was. I had someone from the European country DM me that their like main national referee in that country said the pictures in the IPF rulebook are incorrect. That person's not hitting bench depth. All right. That's well, how well done. Go. That's how that's how well done it is. Well, yeah, it's well that done. Like a picture is well done. That some of the some of the main <laughs> referees are dis or category one two IPF referees are disagreeing with the picture in the rule book because they're saying the picture in the rule book is not bench depth, even though that's the picture to show bench depth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think it's well done in the sense of how you cook a steak. If you cook a steak well done, you can still eat it. Does it taste like shit? Absolutely. But you can still eat the steak if you do it well done. That is exactly what bench depth is. Can you eat it? Sure. Would you prefer something actually, else? So you- Absolutely. <laughs> Extremely well done would be burnt. So actually, if we're going on that analogy, I agree. It was extremely well done. Yeah, it is. It is extremely well done. You you had something, and then you you completely fucked it up. That is that is extremely well done. A burnt steak. All right. Uh, I I yeah, I was yeah I, that was a good uh yeah uh, figuring that. Let's give you a. Do we want to, if, unless you have anything else to say, that's extremely well done is a good transition to something else extremely well done. Yeah, well, I mean, only thing I can think of is well done. Actually, it's more medium rare. It might actually sometimes be rare, and that's... Are you going into an ad read? I was going into our next topic, but if you want to go into an ad read, we can... We can not on the too. same page. Not on the same page. No, nope, not at all. I mean, if we're talking if we're talking steaks right now, there's nothing more juicy than Leflar Bros merchandise. And also, CB's quads. Just he doesn't really show the quad. It's mainly the when he wears the 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 short shorts and doing RDLs now and does the behind the back or behind view. That's that's where he's really getting getting spicy lately. Medium rare, season perfectly, and that is what Leflar Bros merchandise is: a nice, juicy, medium rare steak. And you know what? You get what? What's the perfect time to get a nice, juicy, medium rare steak? Your birthday. I, and I was about to say, CB's I really birthday enjoyed, is coming. <laughs> I really enjoyed it. It's coming up on May 15th. CB's turning 56. We are really excited. I think um, I might actually... I'm thinking about traveling out to Pennsylvania to celebrate with him. Well, yeah, you should. And also, you guys should go to a, a very nice steakhouse and everyone help CB celebrate his birthday. Get him a nice, you know, one of those $120 steaks by... Getting some Leflar Bros merchandise using promo code 2WL15, or 15 It's going to be on Steve, so he needs some money to spend on that stake. So use promo code ORC15, 2WL15, to get yourself the best powerlifting merchandise there is. Look good from head to toe. Look good on the platform, off the platform. If you're going out to a nice steak dinner, I pop, up, pop on one of those Leflar Bros graphic tees. And press the waiters. And pr- press the waitresses. The guy picking up your valet. And press them as well. Use that promo code 2WL15. All right, now to the actual transition. Well done. All right, extremely well done. 
USA powerlifting at the Olympia. So, uh, yeah. What, what, I mean, we are, did we talk about this on Two White Lights already? I can't remember what we talked about half the time. So, We're, yeah, the idea, I think, our, the, I think I, our conversations are meshing with like what we think we talk about on Two White Lights. And I don't know at this point what is Two White Lights and what's just us ranting about shit that we hate. Yeah, because everything is just leaked in because I don't think we just don't have a filter of what's in like our private conversations versus Two White Lights now because I don't mm-hmm. filter myself anymore. But either way, on the base level, it sounds like a really cool idea. And I really like the idea of being at the Olympia. But whether or not we talked about this before, from the get-go, there was a major issue with this. It's like barely a month after Nationals, and it's under a month, I believe, or right at a month until the VA Pro. So it never really made sense. Like, it was really cool that we're in it, but like, I don't know who would want to do that meet, since it's right after Nationals, and then there's the VA Pro. And okay... We, right, we can continue. still, I was going to okay. say, okay, it doesn't have a great fit, but maybe there's a chunk of lifters, like the ones that can't do the, since the amateur version of the Arnold isn't what it used to be with the Raw Challenge, and it changed from like a 450 to 425 dots for men and women to now how it was this year in limited spots. You know what? could be super cool to have that be like the amateur meet now. Like the main amateur meet that 450 dots men, 425 dots women could get into, replaces the raw challenge. Okay, that could work out because that could be a cool meet for them to do, whether they do nationals or not, a way to be able to get into a high production meet, all that kind of stuff. Well, they made it a 495 dots qualifier for men, 475 dots qualifier for female. So it's a pro. Who in the world signing up for that? Who's signing up for that? I see people now. This is I see people really interested in doing that, but I just don't think they saw the qualifying totals. And then it's just a handful of people who are excited for it. And it's I I think it's the reason why we're negative in, in relation to this is because I I think it's it's further hurting the pro series and. I don't know if I can see any more issues with the pro series going into year two without people starting to be like, this doesn't seem special. And that's why the pro series needs to work. So lifters can find it to be special and an accomplishment competing within it and an accomplishment being considered a pro level lifter and the season that leads to the finals, because if they don't see it as being special, they're going to go to the IPF myself included. If I if the pro series yeah. has more issues, then the IPF is my next route. And granted, the USAPL good power play there, right? Because then Powerlifting America IPF meets you kind of corner the Olympia. You you have that for you, and you kind of corner the two biggest sporting or fitness events um, in the world of fitness. So you, you have that, and I think that's why they did it. But I agree, like. Maybe people do it in lieu of nationals because the Olympia is cool and Vegas is cool and they're more interested in doing that as opposed to nationals. That makes sense to me. Um, amateurs doing it, that makes sense to me. But a 495 dots, I you, you, you really limit the amount of lifters who can do it. And I don't get it. Yeah, and so to clarify too and kind of the point you're making, it's called the USA Powerlifting Olympia International. So again... It goes with so, this whole international, thing, which we've had, we've had 
I, I, they need, I mean, change you said multiple times on here. I, I, you know, they're not going to change the name because they want it to be international. Like we, well, we talked well, about yeah. it multiple times before USAPL brass wants to be the IPF and the pro series. I've, I felt for a while is their band aid, and they aren't caring about it. And this just continues to push into that. Like right now, us lifters can't even register. It's only open for international lifters. I believe there's only, I'm counting right now, I think six international lifters who could qualify for this meet. And that's assuming they'd want to fly to the U.S. to do this meet, which I don't know what the incentive is to do it. Like, what what would be the point in doing this meet? Like, is there any is there any benefit? Because uh, I, I don't... One of the things uh, USAPL, when I was on the international committee, was somewhat delusional about is they thought people did IPF Worlds because they like to travel. Uh, Some did. For the, for the Masters, that's true. Yeah. For the Open Lifters... I don't think anyone does it because they want to have to, like just as an excuse to travel because I they're usually say, in the worst places ever. Well, yeah, exactly. I would say yes, people do want to do that. Um, I don't think that's a main pull. I think it's competing against the world's best in a legitimate world competition. I think that's the pull, but people do want to travel. And I think if they didn't have IPF worlds in Belarus, a random city in Sweden. My apologies to Sweden if uh, this is not some random city and it's some cool city. Uh, Malta's cool, I'll say that. But uh, South South Africa, I think more people would be inclined if it was in uh, different cities internationally. Las Vegas is cool. Okay. So let's say we get half of the six people I'm not counting Keenan because Keenan should just be three. doing Raw Nationals. That's, well, he's three. seven. What do you say? Well, it's like, let's get half of the six people. Three. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm saying Keenan because he would be seven, but let's say the six outside of Keenan. Three of them come. Three and a half. Three and a half. I think maybe you could get five to 10 USAPL lifters of that dot score. So we're talking about a 10 to 15 lifter meet. I don't know. Who, this 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 reeks of the same thing that happened at the Arnold last year where they did not take the recommendations on dots and they had to lower it two times realizing that they're so far removed from powerlifting that they don't actually realize the amount of lifters have cert- who have certain dot scores. Like everyone who has a 495 dots and a 475 dots is a men and male and female, about 95% of those are pros. And so they're basically telling the pros, hey, don't do the VA pro, do this meet instead. And I do not like that. That's an easy way to basically tell everyone we don't value the pro series and you should just go to the IPF. Unless that's like uh, the play is to make the Olympia a pro meet. And that's. It's not going to be a pro meet this year, though. It's not at least this year. It's not going to, though. Yeah, I no, I I like the idea of the USAPL just having a meet at the Olympia. I mean, Russ through interest of right away at it. Um, you know, you kind think of he's going to do it, though? I don't know what the hell he's doing because he's committed to going 83 kilos after Nationals to the IPF, which is him going back on what he said that he was going to do against Petrie, which is go to 90 kilos and face him and go. So, well, really, I, I'm not expecting to, a lot out of that. I'm not... I was going to say, I'm not expecting a lot out of that camp because they're struggling right now. 
like because of the ski mask, their breathing is constricted. And so oxygen to the brain has been limited. And so I don't think they're all thinking correctly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, why else would you wear a ski mask out of public unless you're about to, you know, rob someone. But yeah, I don't take anything that's said from powerlifters eight months out with any sort of validity because so many things can change. And like you said that you were going to go and face Petrie and apparently not, that's not happening because you are going to 83 kilos. I have uh, granted this has been regurgitated information to me. You could possibly go this qualify. This as bad journalism, but that's what I'm hearing. So, but the point being is, um, there was interest, right? That's your top lifter. That's your top influencer lifter as well. So he had interest in doing it. So that's that's a good sign, right? And I think people would be interested in doing it, myself included. Like, if timing was right, I would go and do the meet just because, like, oh, the Olympia, you know, the Vegas aspect, and that will be great. But making it an international – opening it to international lifters isn't a bad thing. I think international lifters no. would come. But make it a 450 That's not a bad dots. thing either. Make it a 450 yes, the dots, is, then you have more The issue, there. they can't change the timing. I'm all okay with it being international. It's the dots is just mind-boggling of why they would choose that. It, yeah. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Yeah. So. I. Yep. I. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. Kind of a, one of those wait-and-see things. Something that I was, like, excited about because it is a very good business opportunity for the USAPL um, getting at the Olympia and being in Vegas every single year guaranteed, I think is a good pull factor, but making it for Vegas. Dots. It's, in, it's in, it's in Orlando, Florida. What? <laughs> it's not in Vegas. It's in Florida, Orlando, Florida. The Olympia moved. Yep. Wait, is that the first time this has happened? I think Olympia's always been in Vegas, year. right? Holy shit. I mean, I don't... It usually was, but I don't know. Well, I think call me a moved. horse's ass. I uh, didn't know that. Uh, I do not follow bodybuilding. bodybuilding at all, though. So this makes no, a lot I of sense. I don't either. So I'm trying to figure out... Uh, so yeah, 2022 Olympia was in Vegas. Okay. It's always in Vegas, though, right? It always it feels has like it's been, always but a, yeah, the, okay. this is, let me see, I mean, this one's in Orlando, 100%. It moved well, to Orlando this year. Never mind, uh, then my pull factor is not as high as it once was, because, or no disrespect to Orlando, shout out, uh, Green Island Barbell, we love you guys. But I prefer Vegas. That's just me, though. I people do like to go to, to Orlando. So okay, it's it's still a spot that people want to travel to, and maybe international lifters would have an interest co- competing there. Um, so, all right, we will see. Hopefully, they they. I think I have no choice but to change the dot score. I mean, they will. They're eventually going to realize that they can't have that score and they're going to change it. But maybe they should just listen now. Like, it would be it'd be easier just to fix it um, now. 
Uh, yeah, but they do it won't. now. Do it, do it as you listen to this podcast. So, this will be Monday. They're not doing. They're not Monday. doing a very good job of that. I mean, they, we still had equipped in the finals combined with Raw. Um, yep. So, yeah, they're not doing a. They're not doing a super good job of of listening to the people that are telling them what to do. Uh, that's not even us. I know that other people are telling them what to do more in the inner circle, and they're not listening to that either. But uh, yeah, we'll see. I, I again, I really like the idea of being the Olympia. I just don't know that the dot score is just dumb. It should be four fifty for men and four twenty five for women, and it should be the new amateur meet that replaces the Arnold, and that would be super super cool. And I think that would actually be pretty popular. Um, it still stinks the timing. It, I mean that they can't change that though. I mean they can't change the timing. That's stuck. That's that's, that's the Olympia. Stuck. Yeah. But it could be really cool as well as we do need to see like, is this host, is this going to be run by USAPL or is this going to be an independent meet director in Orlando? And we get one of these terrible expo meets that like are worse than most local meets. I I don't know that. I hope it's run by the USAPL and I'm assuming it is, but I I don't know. I don't know. Is it, is it, I mean, are people going to sign up for this thinking it's the Arnold and then it's just going to be another local meet or run by a local meet director? Yeah, the USAPL. So I don't, I don't know the uh, answer to that one. I hope it's run by the USAPL. Yeah, that's a, that's a very good point. And um, I'm curious to see how that plays out too, because I mean, there are, I think, um, I think uh, out in Orlando, I mean, they, the Ubu meet was pretty bad, but um, I think Sandoval has been doing meets in Orlando. So there's people that I do trust and, well, I have some good meets, but the USAPL running good. a meet is great. They, I mean, it would probably be a good meet if Sandoval or like Wes ran it. It would be good, but that's not but, people are people. I mean, when people see this, they're expecting the Arnold at the Olympia. That's what yeah. that's what this seems to be portraying. So, you, I, but I, I feel like that's not what we're gonna get, and there's gonna be extra disappointment from that. Yeah, that's a, that's a strong possibility of happening. So, yeah, wait and see with that. Um, also, something we have to wait and see on. If, um, you know, powerlifting trends. I think we got a power rank powerlifting trends that have happened. Um, I think we could blame Noriega for a lot of them. I think we can blame Russ for a lot of them. Um, that's about it, maybe. And then back in the day, you had West Side with the skull caps and uh all this stuff, but is I is ski mask going to be a powerlifting trend? Because it's already kind of a trend that's in society, and that's got to stop too, right? Because we gotta we gotta yeah. work on it being a societal trend. Because I <laughs> I know we had some fun with it, you and I and myself included, but. Um, it's not, I don't think it's ever going to be a powerlifting trend thing, but societal trend too. We gotta, we gotta make sure that doesn't happen. Didn't it start basically because it's a way for celebrities to disguise themselves and not get like recognized in public? Isn't that where the trend started and now people are copying it? I think, I don't know. Cause I'm or, or there's, or there's some, it dude, was Kanye. There's some dude, it I was, didn't know what. I thought it was Kanye, right? Well, then there was a guy named Pooh Shiesty. I, I had to, I had to get uh, uh, educated on the verbiage and the trends here. I did not know there was even a rapper named Pooh Shiesty who's apparently in jail who wore a Shiesty, and that's what it's named after, I guess, because they call it a Shiesty and not a, a ski mask. 
So, yeah, I don't know. I, I just know my tipping point is when I saw someone wearing one uh, with an airsoft gun. And once I saw that, um, that was the point when I realized uh, this has gone too far and uh, this <laughs> needs to be bullied out of existence. Um, well, I mean, it's hard to bully someone with an airsoft gun. If they shoot you, it's going to hurt that is a true. little bit. It's going to hurt. Fun story, you're like, fun story you're like, from high school. Ah! That's pretty much, ah, stop. That's an airsoft gun. Yeah, so out. fun story from high school. Uh, high school. Uh, I, I need to preface, my high school was uh, in a very nice area. There was no there was no one who was not at least middle to upper class. Um, Did, it was a very nice area. Was it Naperville? Yes, it was Naperville. Okay. Where'd you go? Naperville Central, north? Nequa Valley. Oh, uh, Nequa Valley? The, okay. Which was kind of not, so a uh, little Illinois histor- history people, we're going to pop from the Illinois crowd. Nequa Valley is kind of like the ghetto version of Naperville Central and North, but in comparison, it is very good. <laughs> How was it ghetto? Is it ghetto now? It was not ghetto no, when I was there. Considerable, no, c- comparatively to It was like one of the richest high schools. Yeah, so comparatively... To Naperville Central and North, Nequa Valley is like the ghetto school to them. That's what like people at Naperville Central say. Like, oh, those Nico, oh, those Wabonzi kids and those Nequa Valley kids. Like, what? What are you guys oh, talking Wabonzi about? Oh, Wabonzi def. is the Wabonzi is the ghetto one. Nequa def. I, maybe it changed since I've been there. When Nequa, when I was there, Nequa was definitely not. I, it's just I was some. Like, it's what, just some. Du- it's was, just some shit people say in Naperville. Who go to right, Naperville well, Central? Okay, well, whatever. Uh, again, it, Naperville in general it's nice. is very Yeah, very nice. Wabonzi, well, comparatively to other terrible schools, Wabonzi's well, like amazing well, comparatively because it's upper well, middle class. Wabonzi well, wasn't even. Area. It wasn't even in Naperville. Wabonzi well, was in Aurora. Aurora. So that that yeah. didn't even that didn't even count. Yeah. Anyway, but really by nice. The way, area. We just lost all of our listeners because we just got. To it's Naperville all good. Talk. Story coming. <laughs> Steve High School story. So again, everyone there's parents is making well into the six figures. No one, no one went to Nikola and their parents didn't make six figures. It was pretty much set in stone. So there was one person that went there. Uh, his name was uh, Big John Haywood from Alabama. I have to say the entirety of that because that's how he introduced himself. Big John Haywood from Alabama. Big John Haywood from Alabama. He, uh, he held somewhat up uh, a girl who was in a class with him. Without a ski mask on in the parking lot with an airsoft gun. And he held her up in the parking lot. And she looked at him and said, okay, like, John, you you know I know who you are, right? And he's like, oh, don't matter. You're going to give me your give me your stuff. I've got a gun. She's like, I can see it's an airsoft gun. He's like, I don't care. Give it to me. And she's like, okay, I'm just going to call the cops on you afterwards. And he's like, I don't care. Give it to me. And so, yeah, he took it. And then he went to jail like an hour later. That's yeah. what this reminds me of. That's, 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 this is, this is, this is, this is the, this is who reminds me of this, this situation. Big John, I want to say Big John McCarthy, but it's not Big John Haywood, did you say? Big John Haywood from Alabama. Pretty, pretty good name though. That's, that's, that's an intimidating name. Um, But he he would bring, he would bring clippers to class and he would give haircuts in class. This guy's awesome. Actually, I didn't mind. I didn't, he was my partner in, uh. Big John Haywood from Alabama. He was my partner in mechanics class, and we had to build an engine together. The engine didn't work, 
We never got it to work. Cause well, that's because he we, uses fake material. Like, instead of using a real gun, he used an airsoft gun. So he just, he he's got the ideas. He just needs to execute them a little bit better. Um, yeah, the, the legend of Big Big John Haygood from Alabama. Like, I, yes. I, I actually kind of like this guy, in spite of him trying to rob and have... Like, aside from the armed robbery, because that's essentially what it is. But, um, that's great. Uh, but, yeah, I, I back to the ski mask thing, because that was a... That's a story. But, um... Yeah, I I just get remind. I mean, there's all the powerlifting trends that I hate, right? There's some that I like, but it's just one of those things that just happen. I think people are wearing them ironically, and also I think um, I don't know what to call. I think I you could call them get better today. Um, I think this is the best marketing for it, right? I think I accidentally oh, like twisted the thing by saying like. Uh, I will buy every ski mask in existence to make sure this doesn't become a powerlifting trend. I think that caused an uptick potentially in sales of people buying ski masks and wearing them around me just to piss me off. So I might have rused myself. Yeah. I don't I mean I don't think it's gonna be an actual trend and people are gonna it do won't it, be. but some it, some people I think some people I think will, I, some people will I think I caused this trend though because people will wear it and tag me and be like yeah, I bet you're mad right now. Oh, yeah, it's it's like, just, I am. It's just be I, a, I might it's have, gonna, I might have fucked it up. I might have messed this up for myself. It could. I mean, I had someone, I had someone message me and say, "What's going to happen first? Uh, Angela watches anime or Angela wears a ski mask?" And I said confidently, "I think you would actually watch anime first. I would wear a ski mask if I would, but a ski mask. No, to to lift in fashionably. No, which would no, you yeah, I, I would, I would definitely watch anime first. But um, yeah, like that's the thing. Like, would you? It's funny when someone just says that to you, like, would you ever wear a ski mask? I'm like, absolutely. They're they're quite useful in very cold weather if you're deer hunting and skiing. And possibly if you're outside of a Naperville parking lot pointing an airsoft gun, maybe the ski mask will make it seem more legitimate. But no, lifting and doing other things and being out in public. Like, if you're going to a restaurant and you're wearing a ski mask, you suck. You're you're a terrible person. <laughs> I think I will judge you, and and that's will and happen. that's the uh, and that's the thing. I get to judge you. You get to wear a ski mask. You are allowed that right. I get to make fun of you. We all get and what we want. Yes, except for the fact that. We're going to Memphis this year. Yeah. It has been openly discussed that Memphis isn't a great area. Um, mm-hmm. One of the reasons I'm staying at the Meat Hotel, because I didn't know what areas would be good to get an Airbnb. Probably. Uh, I, I really got to get on lifter... that, too. Yeah. I, I really hope a junior lifter does not wear a ski mask in Memphis. Uh, because, yeah. Don't do that. Please don't do it. Yeah. there's There's a graph somewhere. That shows that that supports your data on that. There's got to be a graph, like a pie chart, like a big, like a a big portion. Your odds, odds of getting shot while wearing a ski mask. And it's just, you know, a nice big piece of the pie, not a tiny sliver. Let's see. Odds of getting shot while wearing a ski mask. It's got to be, it's got to be over 10%. So 
right? Like that's a lot if you go over ten percent. I, I can't see anything, but I've got man in ski mask accidentally shoots himself while running. Okay, that's one. Yeah, yeah. No, no statistical data, so we'll have to come up with that on our own. But yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So. I almost made a PSA of like his people. I mean. Again, like people are relative. It's a joke, you know. All of it's a joke. It's just uh, it's comedic, and you you know people say don't you know you don't see other people bash other things. I'm like, well, yeah, you, you do. You see people make fun of other things all the time. It's called comedy. It's so if you get the joy in lifting with a ski mask, be my guest. But I'm going to look at you like you're an asshole and make fun of you. Like that's it's okay. It's a circle of life. If you got your thing, let me enjoy my thing. I'm going to make a PSA about people who like to recreationally hate things. Let us have our fun, too. If you like going to Coachella every year, go to Coachella. I want to make fun of music festivals. You get I don't get the joy in you liking music festivals. So if I don't get the joy in doing that, I get to make fun of you for liking it. Yeah. Let me do it. Let me live my life. It's your therapy. I, I relate. It's my therapy, too. Making yeah. memes and posting it on my close friends, making fun of people is my therapy. Yeah. By the way, um, speaking of posting things on social media, I had this conversation with Kyle uh, Miller. Um, Kyle Patrick Saints, my bad. Um, that the best part about posting, I thank, thank you to American Lifters for their service. And almost everyone getting it is a pretty amazing thing. Because you have to see Taylor Atwood's post first in order to get what I was saying. Or you see what I said and immediately have to go to someone else's story and be like, okay, why is he possibly posting this? Because this is a very weird thing to just say. That's that's incredible. We even had Patriot deadlifts today. I see my phone's broken where I can't turn it on without it shutting down. David, David Wilson coined his deadlift. Well, it was a conventional deadlift. He did a conventional deadlift with red, blue, and white plates. And he coined it the Patriot deadlift. He literally like is on, on the, the reel. It shows Patriot deadlift. You gotta love it. All right. So there you go. I mean, uh, the, the sport moves fast, you know, and I did. It, it's always great to do that and troll things, and then get like the two people who are like, "Thanks, okay." Like this is classy, Angelo. Like, all right, it just went right over your head, but that's okay. You think I'm being very nice right now? You get your you get your cake and eat it too. It's that's a great thing about yeah. social media land and powerlifting. It's just that that aspect of it, but. uh all right. Well, um, speaking of speaking of speaking of douchebags, kinda you, I you were hot on something this week. Yeah, Tyson Ridenauer finally competed, and we've kind of been in this like weird, weird situation, like wondering if like these these influencer lifters who hadn't competed, like. Like, obviously, Joey Flex is big into it. He's all about getting these influencers and bringing them in. Will they come in and be legitimate powerlifters? And Tyson, I really 
do think could be a very legitimate power lifter. Definitely a legitimate deadlifter, for sure. Yo, great deadlifter. But I'm done. After he has multiple times tried to play off that he hit 854 in competition, even though he did not lock it out and dropped it before. Yeah, it was a red light. It was a red light list. He he put a picture of it showing that he locked it out to begin with. Then he posted it saying, locked out 854, my first ever comp. Then he did a... Well, wait, he took down the post. I think too many people hated on him. Yeah. Did they? Well, probably. Okay, yeah. Yeah, he took he took down the post, so I think too many people hated on it. He had a post showing his bench press to the 854 deadlift and saying, I can only bench this much, but I can deadlift this much. And then everyone's commenting, you can't deadlift that much. You literally did not hit that lifting competition. You missed it. And so All after right. that, I'm done. Like, yeah, I, I, he, he very obviously does not want to be a legitimate power lifter. He just wants clout. And that's unfortunately... The risk we play with bringing in the influencers is do they add validity to powerlifting or do they make it a joke? Yeah, that's a good point. Um, Because that's the only thing that I'm burning on. Because I was actually like, you know what? I got to give him props because he made one of the more dumbass posts ever that I've seen. Because he said the reason why he doesn't want to compete in powerlifting because there's rules. There's rules to powerlifting. So... One of those rules being you can't use straps and you have to lock out your debt. Like, all these things. Like, he's he went a really long way of saying he didn't want to compete in a part of the thing because there's rules. And you know what? He sacked up and competed. But this is, this is where other people have graduated from this. Because, like, I know we're tough on Nabil. I've been tough on Nabil. But I do have an element of respect because the guy does give a lot to powerlifting. It gives himself to powerlifting a lot. Oh no, is Nabil a is power? a power. Nabil is yeah, a legit power. Exactly. So I 100%. would not like. I would not like Nabil if he was just one of those guys who constantly, constantly did the clout pulls, and he does. But he he goes and gives it his best at powerlifting meets and does compete to get better. I, so there's an element of respect there. There's a lot of people within the sport where I'm like, you're using that one pull that you have, that one deadlift you have, and trying to cling on for a bunch of clout. But at the same time, you're going out there, putting yourself in front of people and attempting to do that. Tyson Rittenauer, I didn't have a whole lot of respect for because he pretty much said he doesn't want to compete in a thing because there's rules. Um, and then this part, I am at this weird thing of, I don't know if it's good for the sport, but I do respect the fact that he competed. But then also, what did he deadlift at that comp? I think he he hasn't posted the actual deadlift he hit, but he only hit his opener, and I think it was like eight ten, which is good. That's, yeah, it's that's, amazing. That's, that's good. Really, that's a really, really, really high cla- if, high end deadlift. If, if he you know, had like, posted, if he had yeah. posted that and then said, "I learned my lesson. I need to hold my lockouts. I learned what I need to do better." But eight ten, I hit that. I'm really proud of that competition. Awesome. Like, that would be really cool. But he didn't. He is still yet to post that. He keeps just claiming the 854. Yeah, well, I think they kept on saying on the video that he dropped it. I'm like, it was soft. It was a soft deadlift. But, you know, he can't hit a 900 deadlift. He can't hit a 900-pound deadlift at some point in his powerlifting career, which... Oh, if, if if he ever was held accountable to, like, doing what he should, I think he could hit a 900-pound deadlift with by his next meet in, like, three or four months if someone if someone, he actually did it correctly. He has the strength to do it. He just doesn't train for it. Yeah. I think he'd be, yeah, he'd be an incredible deadlifter. He just... 
Yeah, yeah, and the point and the point that you made is a good one because I was kind of like, all right, I, I understand why you were heated about this, and you know, you got your uh, you got your hater binoculars on or your hater glasses on, and like, all right, let's 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 see, let's see the oracle do his work here. But I was I was kind of on the opposing side, just like, all right, yeah, he's trying to pass off a clout. Lifters do this. A lot of those clout deadlifters do it. Like how close I was to locking out. This deadlift and the clout game, the clout wheels just continue to turn. I get it. But it is to a point. Are people not going to take the sport serious? Because you can just miss shit and, and get recognition for missing lifts. Yep. Like, that is that is something that will make the sport seem like a joke, is missing lifts. Actually missing it, like... Noah's talking about Jordan Poole almost making a three-pointer to win the game. They're talking about him breaking a three-pointer to lose the game. Phrasing it well, can't yes. be important. This, this, this would be the equivalent of Jordan Poole posting a picture of that three-pointer, of him releasing the shot on his Instagram and saying money as the captain. <laughs> that I would be the equivalent. That would, that would equivalent be... Like, but, all right, but the opposite. I would be a massive fan of Jordan if he just did that because that would be the one of the that would be a great post being like just yeah just a dime <laughs> just just a dime emoji or something or like automatic that would be automatic one of the greatest... clutch buckets any of that that, that would be like him posting the screenshot of him missing that shot and then trying to play it off like it was made yeah clutch gene check yeah just that that would so, yeah that would i would be a big fan I, I'm a hater, but I call it a Garrett Fear hater. Like I kind of was like, this is this is where we needed 2019, 2020 Garrett Fear, because it was like there's so much potential, but just no accountability to powerlifting standards and like the culture of it. I just yeah. wish it was there. It's always the deadlifters, man. It's always them. We're uh we're a group of very strange people, the good deadlifters, isn't it? Isn't that strange? That's one of those things I see in powerlifting. The quirky people are the deadlift the deadlifters, the strange ones always seem to be deadlifters. It's the long I don't know arms. why that is. There's something about I, long arms and brain function that doesn't go hand in hand very well. Yeah, I well, like benchers are just like a really good bencher sometimes, like the the. They're, they're like the Neanderthalish of the powerlifters. But deadlifters, deadlifters to me are like goalies in hockey or closers in baseball. They always just seem to have a screw loose somewhere. They always just do questionable shit. Yeah, benchers are kind of the pound on my chest, you know, meatheads. Good squatters are probably chads. Yeah, you're a good. If you, you're a good squatter, you you're probably a chad. Yeah, almost every good squatter pretty much is is put together pretty well. You you don't get they're, good at squatting by by just uh, some luck of the draw. Yeah, like they're you know cool people like that. They're they're like gradually accepted by everyone. Good squatters. Yeah, but the good deadlifters they just you know always have some weird quirk about them. But uh, all right, well, unless there's any anything else. Just a commercial gym story, and I've got a good one that I remembered that I did not Ooh. have on the list, but I've got a really good one now. All right, I am excited. Okay, this this one this one's 
this one's uh, also really, uh, what's the right word for it? I don't know. Let me just get into it. Yeah, okay. we'll come up with the word afterwards. So, so I had a, uh, should I change names? Every, oh, I'll just say them. I, I had an ex that I used to, I haven't changed like names of any ones. Oh, really? Yeah. So it seems listen. like, yeah, because it seems like you go back and forth and being like, let's just call him Bob. And then it's like, this is the person's first and last name and their address. They might still live there. <laughs> like that's, you go, you go really detailed or not detailed at all. Okay. So I keep them guessing. Uh, I had a, a ex client from a different gym. I had changed him to this point. His name's Jeff. And Jeff had texted me and said, Hey, I'm going to come over to the gym. I'm going to visit real quick and just kind of come say hi. And, uh, I was like, and so I was with someone else, uh, our general manager, and she was at that gym before. We all know Jeff. We're all we're all friends with Jeff. And we're like, we should play a joke on Patrick, our salesman, and have Jeff come in like he's a customer, like a new customer wanting to buy training and like troll Patrick. And so Jeff comes in and uh, I, I sit Jeff down. I tell him what we're going to do. Um, and one of the, uh, I, this kind of adds to the story a little bit. So one thing to understand about Jeff is he's very flamboyantly gay. Um, yeah, probably like, important. Yeah. That you would know immediately again, absolutely nothing wrong with that, but it's just very, very obvious. And that's part of something to understand with what's coming in the story. And so, uh, I tell Jeff exactly what we're going to do. And then I send Jeff a picture and I say, Jeff, don't look at this picture, but when I tell you to pull it up on your phone and show it to Patrick. So they go around Patrick tours, the whole gym with him. Uh, they bring him back to the computer, show him the whole presentation. They even get a trainer to come over to talk about tra- this is going on for like 30 minutes. And Jeff actually texts me. He's like, dude, I've got to get going at this point now. Like, can we please end this? They're, they're still talking, talking. I was like, okay, show him the picture. So Jeff has not looked at this picture. He has no idea what this picture is. He takes the picture and he shows it to Patrick. And Patrick's face turns ghost. Like he has just seen like the devil incarnate in front of him. And it he is speechless and cannot talk. And they just sit there for about 20 seconds. And Patrick is just just as pale as can be, has no idea what to do. The picture I sent Jeff was a picture that Patrick had sent in a group chat six months prior of a close-up of his own butthole. God. And when we got it, we all were like, what is this? And he goes, it's a picture of my butthole. I'm like, why the F did you send me this? This is disgusting, but I'm going to use this against you at some point since you made me see this. So, oh, yes, wow. That's I, a good long play. I had Jeff show Patrick. Patrick thinking this is someone he's selling training to as a complete stranger. Then show Patrick a picture of his butthole. And Patrick immediately knew what it was. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, you probably could pick it out of a crowd if it's yours. Yes, he, Jesus, he knew man. what that picture was. And yes, he was ghost white. Uh, uh, that's a good long play. Shown. I will, I will applaud you on that one. It's like, yes. How how else are you gonna get back at someone for doing that? Well, you just did. 
And so before anyone says, Steve, why, why would anyone feel comfortable sending you a picture of his butthole of their butthole? Don't ask me. This was, this has not Patrick also Dude. got fired later on for situations of sexual misconduct be... with. Yeah. That should probably be that reason. Yes. He probably could have gotten fired for that too. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah, that was that was the fun. Steve played the long game troll and got him back. Unbelievable. All right. Well, that was a doozy. <laughs> good work there on the on the prank. Uh, that was that was a good one. Um, and yeah, I think uh, success of commercial gym story there. Um, we have IPF Worlds coming up slowly, so get ready for that. We'll have some more Two White Lights for you next week as well. We'll see you guys later. Peace.